Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. It's your host, Jack Jones, back with the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. Bowl season's arrived this weekend. Uh, we're on to week 15 NFL, too. It's the most wonderful time of year. Don't you agree, Brandon? Yeah, there's no better time than this. You got Christmas, New Year's, bowl games, the NFL season coming to a wrap. I mean, the NBA starts to heat up around Christmas. It's college basketball conference, conference games season. coming. It's, yeah, I mean, all the hard work kind of pays off this time of year. For sure. Uh uh, Brandon Lee is back with me today to give out six free picks, three apiece. Uh, we'll have a bowl pick for Saturday each, two NFL picks um, for Sunday, and two NFL teasers for you guys. We went two and two last week. Uh, what was your uh, two picks last week, Brandon? Yeah, I took my first loss in the NFL in eight weeks as the Dolphins and Chargers failed to go over the total of 51.5. Simply put, Tua and the Dolphins uh, were a no-show in this one. Miami managed just 219 yards of total offense. Tua looked nothing like the quarterback that was getting the MVP consideration a few weeks ago. He completed just 10 of 28 for 145 yards. It was one thing for him to struggle against the 49ers defense a couple weeks ago, but this performance has to be concerning for Miami fans, uh, given, especially given the Chargers were down six starters in that game. You know, we've made some nice money on the Dolphins' totals this year, but uh, it feels like defenses have kind of figured them out. Uh, I'd be shocked if I have another uh, over in a Miami game the rest of this season. You know, luckily we were able to get back that money we lost with a, another winner on our teaser play. We did a three-team 10-point teaser. Um, we teased the Jets from plus 20 to plus 10 on the road versus the Bills. They lost 12 to 20. We teased the Lions from minus 1.5 to plus 8.5 in a, and a 34-23 home win. Detroit's really been good to me on these 10-point teases of late. And uh, the Vikings are against the Vikings. And lastly, we teased the Browns from plus 5.5 up to plus 15.5 on the road against the Bengals. This one, we needed all the points we could get uh, as Cleveland would uh, go on to win this game by 13, 23-10. Yeah, I had that over too, man, and as a premium pick, it was so frustrating watching the Dolphins do nothing, but the Chargers, I mean, they took away all those inside, inside the, they took away the middle of the field, which is what the Dolphins love to do, so you're right, I think that uh, some teams are picking up on what they like to do and give the Chargers credit for being down all those guys on defense and still finding a way to shut down the Dolphins. Um, I went one and one, I lost on the Giants plus seven against the Eagles, this was one of my worst picks of the entire season. Lost 48-22 to the Eagles. Were never in the game after they got behind 21-0 right away. I did win my uh, six-point teaser on the Panthers plus 10.5 and, and the Ravens plus 8. Both those underdogs actually won outright, uh, so we didn't need the teaser point. Should have just told you guys to do a Moneyline parlay instead. Would have paid a lot better. 16-6 uh, and six the last four weeks between me and Brandon. 44-38 and 38 on the podcast this season. $1,000 per game better is up 2200 I'm 22 and 19. Brandon is also 22 and 19. Uh, 347 wins, 278 losses, 18 pushes, last seven seasons. Between the two of us combined, 55.5% winners, thousand dollar per game betters up uh, 41,200. Uh, Brandon, how are the premium picks doing right now? And maybe give the listeners a p- package that they can sign up for. Yeah, uh, premium plays are doing okay. I've had a little bit of a rough stretch the last few days. I uh, just haven't been able to 
you know, stay consistent in uh, basketball. It's it's one week I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm profiting a whole bunch, and then the next week I just give it all back. But most of the money I've been making has been in the, on the gridiron. Uh, 28, 14, 67% NFL run since week eight. 21 and 8 last 29 NFL spread plays, 16 and 4 run on my last 20 NFL plays released on Sunday. Uh, I'm ranked inside the top 10 overall in profits won for college football for the 2022 season. I've hit 59% on all college football plays this year, and I'm taking a 62% run going back to November 15th into bowl season. So football has been real good. Uh, basketball will hopefully get a little better here soon 59 percent for the entire college football season throughout through the regular season pretty impressive man nicely done uh hope Appreciate wish you the, wish you the best of luck these this bowl season too uh let's see i've cashed in four winning cards the last five days dating back to saturday one profit the one non-profitable card was a two and two day so we just lost juice on that one uh 176 and 115 nba run 92 64 nfl run 55 and 30 bull run over the past handful of seasons uh that's 65 percent winners you can get my college football bowl pass for 250 win through the national championship game i've already got five bowl picks up for saturday through thursday i also have seven nfl picks posted for sunday making it my biggest nfl card of 2022 bye weeks are over we have a full slate of 16 games this week i love a lot of games in week 15 um so looking forward to some saturday nfl too this week. yeah yep yep got one play up for saturday too uh so yeah i love i mean in I really love these Saturday NFL games. I'm sure the players don't love it as much. I'll need more, extra, more short weeks for them, but, I mean, the action is going to be amazing this weekend. Uh, but let's get on to these free picks. Brandon, uh, what's your favorite bowl pick this week? Yeah, I'm going to lay the two points with Louisville as they take on Cincinnati in the Fenway Bowl on Saturday. It's, the, I think, the early kickoff at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, the bowl game. This bowl game has a pretty interesting twist to it. Former Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield, he left um, Louisville to become the new head coach of Cincinnati. A move the Bearcats had to make after they watched Luke Fickle uh, take over the head coaching job at Wisconsin. Yeah, I think most are going to assume that Satterfield is just going to hand over the Louisville playbook to Cincinnati to help them prepare for this game. That'd be quite a low ball move if he would do that to his former team. Uh, and players and staff and it's not like Satterfield was fired so I don't think that's the case and he's came out and said he's not going to interfere with bull preparations and I think that's just a sign of respect to the guys at Cincinnati that are you know trying to show what they can do in this game and you know Satterfield took a lot of assistance with him so did Fickle in his departure to Wisconsin and in my opinion the loss of Fickle is going to hurt the Bearcats more than the loss of Satterfield for the Cardinals Fickle's the defensive mastermind behind what got Cincinnati to this point. I mean, he took his two defensive coordinators with him to Madison, and I just think without this defense, uh, Cincinnati could be in a lot of trouble going forward, and uh, I don't really think they're going to be too prepared for this one. Uh, This is a very interesting matchup in terms of, you know, who's going to be on the field as both of these teams have a bunch of guys not playing. Uh, Both starting quarterbacks are out. Um, Cincinnati, I think, is going to be without their tight end and their top three receivers. You know, Louisville's without Malik Cunningham, their leading, our second leading rusher, and one of their top wideouts. So, all that, you know, is it makes it a little bit tougher. But for me, this really just comes down to motivation, and I think Louisville is going to be the more motivated team here. I, I think 
while Satterfield isn't going to be on the sidelines and he's not going to be helping in preparation. I just think him, you know, taking that job and leaving this team after he begged Louisville's um, administrative staff to like give him more time and to not fire him. And I just think they're going to want to stick it to their old coach. And I, some of the players I don't necessarily think agreed uh, with his way of doing things. And on the other side of this, I think you got to really question the motivation for Cincinnati in this game. Cincinnati lost their regular season finale to Tulane, uh, a game or a loss that cost them a spot in the AAC title game. And had they beat Tulane and then maybe went on to beat UCF, I mean, they were ranked inside the top 25 before losing Tulane. They're probably most certainly playing in a much, much better bowl game than the first Saturday uh, bowl season. And it's quite a big difference playing on the this first Saturday than it is playing in the college football playoffs where they were a year ago. Um, I just think uh, this team is uh, not going to be as interested as Louisville. And, uh, you know, the books are kind of showing you that with the line here. So give me the Cardinals minus two. Man, mad props for you trying to handicap this game. There's so many players missing in this game. It's tough to handicap on my side. Uh, you know, Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle leaving for Wisconsin. Louisville head coach Scott Satterville taking over for Cincinnati. Bearcats missing four receivers and uh, tight ends that combined for 153 receptions. Center Jake Renfro entered the portal. QB Ben Bryant injured and won't play for Cincinnati. For Louisville, QB Malik Cunningham opted out. Leading receiver Tyler Hudson in his uh, 1,034 yards won't play. Running back Tyon Evans in his 525 rushing yards won't play. Basically, the mo- most of the opt-outs and uh, injuries are the, the top players on offense for both teams. That makes me like the under. Uh, plus the forecast calling for 15-mile-an-hour wins at Fenway Park. Cold conditions, early start time. That favors the under as well. I, I know this total has been bet down already. Still leading the under at 40 and wouldn't be surprised to see it closing uh, even less than 40. So I'm going with the under. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, which I think kind of favors me in terms of the you know, weather and not exactly going to be great uh, and, and all the you know receptions that uh, Cincinnati's without. I mean, Cincinnati was not a team that ran the football well at all this year. So you take all those weapons away. You got a backup quarterback that completed like 54% of his attempts. You don't have your center up front. Um, and, and while Louisville lost a good running back in Evans, they, they got their best running or leading rusher in Jordan playing in this game. And to me, it's going to come down to which team can you know run the football on offense. And I just feel like that um, that edge goes to Louisville, and then you just add in the motivation and. You know, I, I could be stepping on it here, but this is just one of those spots I, I kind of like. I lean Louisville too, man. Uh, Cincinnati is missing more weapons than, than uh, Louisville is, and uh, they can. I like, I like your point that they, they're, they're going to be the team that can run the ball. Um, so I'm with you on Louisville on the lean too. I just like the under a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, it should be a low-scoring game. It's, it's, that would be shocking if it was a shootout. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to go with Fresno State minus three and a half against Washington State just for, I mean, I got Fresno State at minus three earlier in the week, but I still like it at three and a half, guys. So that's what the line is right now. So I'm giving it out at three and a half. Uh, the Bulldogs won, have won eight consecutive games heading into LA, the LA Bowl. The the last six of those have come with Hayner returning from injury at quarterback. Uh, 
Fresno State offense been humming with Hanner, 37.2 points per game in the last six. Uh, he has decided to play in this bowl despite the fact that he's going to get drafted. Uh, this team wants to win this game for Hanner, his final game at Fresno State. Uh, he's been a warrior for them. Uh, the defense has really stepped their game up as well, allowing just 15 points per game during their eight-game winning streak. Bulldogs have been moti- will be motivated to p- play a team from the Power 5 and from the Pac-12. A uh, few teams have been hit harder by injuries and opt-outs heading into bowl season in Washington State. Defensive coordinator Brian Ward left for Arizona State. Offensive coordinator Eric Morris left for North Texas. Three of the top four receivers are out, and each of their top three linebackers are out, including first-team All-Pac-12 guy uh, Henley. The three receivers that are out combined for 123 receptions, 1,434 yards, 11 touchdowns. Uh, it's a Washington State team that likes to pretty much they run the air raid. So, I mean, losing all your top receivers is not good. They can't run the ball. Um, so they're going to be in a world of hurt here. The Cougars, I think, uh, let's see, defensively, too, to stop stopping Hainer and the Bulldogs. Um, this Washington State defense gave up 51.705 yards to Washington in the season finale. That includes 485 passing yards. Well, Washington runs the same offensive system as Fresno State because head coach Kevin DeBoer left Fresno for Washington in the offseason. The Cougars couldn't stop the Huskies. They won't be able to stop the Bulldogs either. Uh, this game will be played in Los Angeles, only a three-hour, three, three 30-minute drive from Fresno. Most of these kids playing for Fresno are from the L.A. area too, so this will be a huge home field advantage for them at SoFi Stadium. Many of their fan, friends and family in attendance. So uh, this one sets up for a blowout. Uh, give me Fresno State. Yeah, I can get you behind. I get behind you with this on this one. Uh, you know, Fresno State has the best player on the field in Hayner. And I, one thing I think that kind of gets unnoticed with Fresno is how much their defense improved as the season went along. And I think we kind of saw that in the championship game against Boise State, limiting the Broncos to just 16 points. And, you know, they gave up 40 to Boise State early in the year. Uh, you know, you can look at the common matchups between these two teams. Both played USC and Oregon State. And uh, Fresno State's defense did not fare well in either one of those games. But, again, that was early in the year before they, you know, got some balance on offense and defense with Hainer returning. And I, I like the fact that they're getting a chance here to play another Pac-12 team to kind of right the wrong from early in the year. So, uh, I'm with you here, and I, I think anything under a touchdown in this one, it feels I feel pretty good about. Yeah, man, I wouldn't hate you know doing an alternate line here like Fresno minus ten, get some plus money, guys. Um, if you're gonna, I mean, if you're laying three and a half anyways, missing out on that three, so uh, yeah, just uh, maybe throw a little sprinkle on like Fresno minus ten. Um, let's move on to the NFL. What are you seven and one your last eight now after finally losing? I am. I am seven and one now. All right, let's let's get back on track. What do you got? All right, I'm going to go back to a spread play this week. I've had a lot of good run with totals, but there just weren't any that really stuck out to me this week, and they get a little harder to find as the weather changes on us, and there's just not as many dome games um, in you know, ideal matchups. But I'm going to take the Jets as a pick at home against the Detroit Lions. I think this is a time to fade uh, Detroit. Uh, Detroit is really changed the narrative on their season and how they've been perceived by going 5-1 and one straight up and 6-0 and oh against the spread in their last six games. The most recent being an impressive 34-23 to 23 win at home over the Vikings, a team that came into that game with a 10-2 and two record. But, you know, those of you, I think, that follow the NFL closely have kind of caught on to this fraud Vikings team that that is what they are. I mean, I think they maybe 
are dead last in the NFL in total defense. It's it's just they're not a very good team. They've won a lot of close games that they shouldn't have. And a win is a win, but, you know, this is a Detroit team that their other four wins during their recent hot streak have come against the Jags, Giants, Bears, and Packers. Uh, they benefited from playing each of their last three games at home where they're a, simply a different offensive team. Detroit is scoring 26.8 points per game on the season, yet they're scoring just 18.4 points per game on the road. Uh, you also got to factor in the Lions being a team that play their ga- home games in a dome. Uh, this game is going to pl- be played outdoors. Wind chill expected to be around freezing. I think that's a, a tough change of environment for the Lions offense. And, you know, not as mentioned, they're facing a pretty stingy de- uh, Jets defense in this one. New York's given up just 18.7 points per game. They're holding opponents to just 301 yards per game and 5.0 yards per play. That's come against teams that on average put up 349 yards per game and 5.8 yards per play. It also feels like a great spot here to jump on the Jets who come in off back-to-back road losses to the Vikings and Bills where they had to feel like they were the better team in both of those games. New York outgained the Vikings 486 to 297, averaging 5.9 yards per play to Minnesota's 4.3. They also outgained the Bills 309 to 232 this past Sunday. I still think this is a better team with Mike White at quarterback instead of Zach Wilson. You know, with White on uh, with White, the offense can actually complement the defense. And I definitely think that offense will do their part in this game. Detroit's not a great defensive team. Lions are giving up 27 points per game, 400 yards per game, 6.5 yards per play. And I just don't see Detroit scoring enough to pull off the road win in this one. Lions are just 3-12 and against the spread the last 15 times they played on the road when they come into the game having won four of their last five. And we've also got a long-term trend that really uh, supports a play here on New York. Uh, road teams with a line of plus three to minus three are giving up 24 or more points per game and have scored 25 or more in each of their last four games are just four and 24 against the spread in the NFL going back to 1983. The system is a perfect one and oh this season, nine and one over the last three seasons and 17 and two over the last 10 years. Uh, give me the Jets as a pick them on Sunday. Yeah, I, uh, Cash my 25-star NFL game of the year on the Lions last week, but uh, there's no way I'm taking the Lions this week. Uh, the lean would be Jets for me. Um, you make a lot of good points. I mean, the Jets easily could have won those last two games against the Bills, and Vikings outstatted both of them, which is impressive on the road, and now they're back home here. Um, but I like to over 44.5 more here. Uh, the Lions are a dead nuts over team. They've combined for 49 or more points in five consecutive games. Two of those those games were played outdoors at New York and at Chicago. Um, they have averaged 32.2 points per game in the last five, 54.8 combined points per game in the last five as well. So this is a very low total of 44.5 for a game involving the Lions. The Jets have come to life on offense with Mike White at quarterback, put up 31 points, 466 yards against the Bears in White's first start, put up another 486 yards against the Vikings in his second start. Last week had 309 yards against a very good Bills defense and terrible weather in Buffalo with heavy winds. So the weather's supposed to be actually pretty good for this game, for a game in New York in December. Forecats calling for 38 degrees, 10-mile-an-hour winds, 0% chance of precipitation. That's pretty good weather outdoors for a shootout this time of year. Uh, Jets could uh, get, a, get a couple offensive linemen back this week. Corey Davis questionable. Um, maybe without some key players on defense, most notably defensive lineman Quinn and Williams, who is questionable with a calf. 
While the Lions are playing better defensively of late, they still rank just 31st in scoring defense, 26.7 points per game, 31st total defense, 403 yards per game, 32nd, 6.2 yards per play. So uh, give me give me the over in this game Sunday. I know there is some, some, some concerns about this being played outdoors, but like I said, I mean, the, the, the way the Lions are playing, they're just a dead nuts over team, and they did go outdoors and go over the total against both the Giants and uh, Bears in recent weeks. So... I like the over 44 and a half. Yeah, I guess I, I don't disagree with that. I, I mean, it, the Lions offense does scare me a little bit, just given what New York's done to two pretty good offenses the last two weeks in Minnesota and Buffalo. I mean, basically holding both of those teams in check. So The Jets' uh, defense scares me. So yeah, for, That's I mean, the one side the that one scares me. It, you know, you just... And it, it really, you need like 20 points in Detroit, which doesn't seem like much, but... yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would lean that way, too. It does seem a little low. Okay, good deal, man. I know you're the totals expert, uh, so it feels good that you at least agree a little bit there, but I know a lower-scoring game favors the Jets. so so. Um, but they can still win a shoot. I mean, that offense is playing well. For sure. Uh, all right, uh, I'm going with the total this week. I'm going with the Cowboys-Jaguars over 47.5. Um, Jaguars also dead notes over team right now combined for 55 points with the Ravens 54 with the Lions 58 with the Titans the last three games would be more th- I expect it to be more of the same here against the Cowboys Sunday forecast really perfect for a shootout in Jacksonville temperatures in the 50s less than 10 mile an hour winds no precipitation Trevor L- Lawrence one of the most improved quarterbacks in the league this season under the guidance of Doug Peterson completing 66.2 percent of his passes 20 to 6 touchdown interception ratio also, his rest for 218 yards and four scores. Travis Etienne averaging five yards per carry. Lawrence has ample weapons on the outside with Kirk, Jones, Ingram, and Jones Jr. I mean, one of those guys goes off every week. Uh, the Cowboys are humming on offense right now as well. They've scored 28 or more points in six consecutive games, averaging 37.7 points per game in the last six. They will get their points against the Jacksonville defense that's really slipped in allowing at least 20 points in eight consecutive games and an average of 26.8 points per game during that stretch. Dallas has allowed at least 19 points in five of their last six, despite a pretty weak schedule of opposing offenses. Uh, the over is 5-1 and one in Cowboys' last six games overall, 6-0 and oh in Cowboys' last six games following a win, 5-0 and oh in the last five meetings in this series, uh, the over 7-0 and oh in Jaguars' last seven games off an upset win by 14 more points as a road underdog, um, this this number needs to be closer to 50 or higher. So give me the over 47 and a half. Yeah, here's another one that if I had to take a stance on the total, I would agree with you with the overs probably being the play. I'm not quite as sold on the Cowboys offense having as a big day in this one. I, I actually like Jacksonville plus four on the spread quite a bit in this game. And to my own dismay, I, I know I've said I was done with the Jaguars, but uh, I'm back for more. So, um, yeah, I just don't think Dask, Dak Prescott's playing all that great right now. And, you know, I, this is a Dallas team that's kind of got a bit fortunate here of late. You know, they beat the Texans 27-23, but they 12, trailed 27 or 17-23 going into the fourth quarter. You know, then they have that 54-19 win two weeks ago against the Colts where they went to the fourth quarter uh, leading Indy 21 to 19, and they, they kind of struggled the game before that against the Giants on Thanksgiving. I really think the injuries up front of the offensive line are making things difficult for this Cowboys offense. And as for the Jaguars, I just don't think they're getting near enough respect from you know, last week's road win over the Titans. Uh, Jags put up over 428 yards on a good Tennessee defense. Trevor Lawrence 
had arguably his best game as a pro, throwing for 368 yards and three scores. And I know that's not the best Titans secondary, but you know, I, I like how this team is trending. And outside of that dud they laid on the road against the Lions a couple week, weeks ago where they are coming off that emotional uh, rally to beat Baltimore at home the week before, this team has played some really good football. And you know, I, I, I like them to win this game outright, and I definitely like them at the uh, getting the points. Yeah, don't look now, but they're only two games behind the Titans. I mean, everybody gave the Titans the division early in the season, but they win this week. Titans lose; they're only one back, and they still play each other. So, um, yeah, I uh, I would lean probably Jags too on the side. Cowboys have the Eagles on deck, but the thing is, the Cowboys need to win this game, or that game against the Eagles doesn't really matter. So that made it tough for me. I know Jacksonville is going to be max motivated though. So, um, yeah, I think there's some value there. And I think we get a shootout, so uh, hopefully we both cash that one. All right, Brandon, we've absolutely been on a roll on these teasers. I knew I knew it was good, so I had to go back and look. Uh, we're combined ten and zero on NFL teasers the last five weeks, both five and zero. Give the listeners your sixth consecutive NFL teaser for Week Fifteen. Yeah, let's do it. That's a thirteen and one NFL run on the podcast. There. Yeah, baby. So uh, I'm going to do another three team ten point teaser. These things have been really good to me, and I've uh, kind of stuck with the same strategy on these. Take in, you know, any kind of dog or small favorite that I can find, and getting them up over a touchdown to double digits. And this week, I'm going to take the Falcons from plus four up to plus fourteen on the road against the Saints, and I'm going to take the Jets from a pick'em to plus ten. Uh, and then I'm also going to use our other game and take the Jags from plus four up to plus fourteen. Uh, at home against the Cowboys. I don't think there's really anything more I need to say on the Jets and Jags for this tease. As for the Falcons, I think Atlanta's being a bit undervalued due to them starting rookie uh, quarterback Desmond Ritter in place of the injured Marcus Mariota. And I just don't think it's that big a deal. Mariota's play has been average at best uh, this season, and this is really an Atlanta team that's built on their running game. So if anything, I think Ritter could actually provide them a little more balance and some more big plays downfield. Uh, I could be dead wrong here. I I just don't think this one is a game where we're going to see New Orleans, who's really struggled offensively of late, uh, win by more than two touchdowns at home. Yeah, I like I lean all three of those teams on the side, so definitely love them catching double digits uh, in what should be three competitive games. Uh, I think you got your sixth straight winner there, bud. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go with a six-point teaser. Your ten-pointers have been good to you. My six-pointers have been good to me. Uh, six-point teaser on the Bills minus one, Packers minus one. Love this teaser option with the Bills from minus seven down to minus one at home against the Dolphins on Saturday and what is going to be terrible weather with wind and snow. The Dolphins will be playing their third consecutive road game here and won't handle it well, I don't think. Uh, the Bills, one of my favorite teaser options of the season uh, here. I had to find a partner. My favorite option was the Packers from minus seven down to minus one on Monday Night Football. They're coming off their bye week. Uh, we'll be about as healthy as they've been in a long time and I think they'll they'll handle Baker Mayfield and the Rams, who still have a ton of injury issues, are getting a little too much respect here after pulling off that miracle win against the Raiders last week. It's a a warm-weather team going to play in 15-degree weather in Green Bay. As I always like fading uh, warm-weather teams like the Dolphins and Rams when they're going to play in the cold uh, for basically the first time this season. So uh, I think both those teams win win at home. Yeah, I got no problems with Buffalo. I actually like them. A decent amount on the actual spread of seven. I, yeah. I, I think they're gonna. They got some business to take care of with yeah, the, the Dolphins. So, yeah, I actually wish the weather was a little better, but I don't really think that can help them. So, 
Um, and as for the Packers, I that's that's a tough one for me because I just <laughs> I just that team is just so Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, they're just what you don't know what you're gonna get with them, and he kind of feels like Rodgers is playing just so Love can't play, and it's just kind of a mess to me. So. I, I don't know. Baker Mayfield and that, maybe they got something going. But then again, I mean, you know, we saw what Tampa Bay did, you know, after they had that miraculous come from behind win when they scored like almost identical scenario. Yeah, they got absolutely got destroyed blasted. the next week. So yeah. it, it was pretty bad for a, a good portion of that game. So I, 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 if I had to, I would definitely tease Packers down. I have some want back. I had. I got a good early line on the Raiders, minus five and a half. That was a brutal beat um, against the Rams. So, uh, so yeah, I'm hoping the Packers get it done for me on this teaser. I get my sixth straight winner, and uh, you do too. And we go 12-0, and our last 12 on these teasers. So, yeah, after a rough start to the year on these teasers, man, we've, they really uh, came through for us. Yeah, they've been really good of late, and they were pretty bad to start. So. Yes, they were. Uh, where can the listeners find you on Twitter, Brandon? You can find me at B. Lee Sports Picks. All right. You can find me on Twitter at BetFirmsJack. Uh, get daily free picks from both of us on there. Sign up for premium packets for Brandon and I at SportsCabin.com or BetFirm.com. Get our bowl passes. Brandon hitting 59% this season uh, in college football. I'm on a 55-30 and 30 bowl run. Uh, or get a 30-day pass. Get all of our sports. I mean, it's, it's that time of year where everything's going right now. So that's probably your best bet, honestly. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Good luck with all your bets for week. Uh, 15 NFL in these this first week of the Bulls. Thanks for listening to the SportsCapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at SportsCapping.com.